Shrimp and fries, your parents dies, my parents dies. Shrimp and fries, your parents dies, my parents dies. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Point Break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the wet, wild, bubbly, cheerful, indulgent, hyperactive, hypersensitive, and hyperkinetic Justin Waddell. Justin, how's it going? I mean, it was a long week, Nick. It's all right right now. It's a week. I mean, did anything happen? I wasn't paying attention. Things are good, right? Back from D.C., I see. <laughs> Why? Oh, you're not wearing. You're not using a Star Star Wars uh, coffee mug. I got a new Christmas mug here. Um, you fucked up, man. I bought it for myself. The mojo of the podcast instantly scuttled. I appreciate I, it. Not only did I buy this cup for myself, which is like a little sweater mug. Tis the season sweater mug. I put it in my own stocking. Nice. I gift. I gifted to myself. All right. Yeah, you threw everything off. Everything's off now. I'm sorry. Second podcast of this fine year. And you're already throwing wrenches into our works here. <laughs> I am drinking coffee, though. That's consistent. As am I. Cheers. What are you drinking? A little coffee in my favorite mug. I've drink, I've uh, had coffee from that very mug before at your house. It's my it's my baby. It's my baby. I'm a sharer. That's why. I, I, honestly, I don't think we need to go into what's going on in the world. People know. People have an opinion. Everybody's feeling it. I don't want to exacerbate that. So I I got to tell you, we talked about this earlier, and I figured I'd share it with the listeners because uh, we've gone a great deal deep into ripping the living shit out of the awful Bruce Willis. But I got to admit, man, out of nowhere, I watched Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard mm-hmm. this week, and I had a terrific time. And Nick, you're, to- watching, you're watching Live Free and Die Hard in the new year. I am, and I got to tell mm-hmm. you, uh, Len Wiseman killed it. Killed it. Isn't that Kate Beckinsale's ex? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And didn't he have something to do with her, her, uh, her vampire werewolves? Yeah, he did those, series? and he did uh, the Total Recall remake. Mm-hmm. And I, I was on the set of Underworld One, and uh, he was a really nice guy. He didn't seem like a, a person who would be a, a really passionate filmmaker because he was very attractive, just kind of jock kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, man, he, he did a great job. I mean, this movie goes over the top. It, it becomes true lies at one point in, in terms of some of the daring do that Mr. Willow right. is involved in. But it's a it's a winner. I'll have to say it. It's a winner of a movie. Well, a wise man once said, hire Len Wiseman to direct a diehard movie. Yeah. Perhaps one of the most hated of the series. 
Actually, was that no? Wait, the most hated is the one after that, isn't it? Yeah, a, a good day to die hard. Is that when McLean's son gets involved? Jai Courtney. Is it Jai? Yeah. I never saw that. I didn't. I'd, I'd have to say, you know, I'm not a big fan of three. I don't like three that much. I remember liking three. I haven't seen it for a long time. And I love two. Love two. Of course. Always bothered me though when the terrorists wreck a plane and just a plane full full of people under the ground. Well, that's that's uh, what terrorists do. I don't like it. That's then mission accomplished by uh, one Rennie Harlan. I also didn't like the scene when the, they killed the new recruit because he wasn't. Remember, there, there, there was a corrupt SWAT team or a police force, and they had to kill the new recruit. Um, do you remember that? Of course I do. I'll tell you the other thing, though, is... I, and then it always bothered me when that guy got killed by an icicle. No evidence, though. What I love is seeing John Amos in all white tactical gear. That mm -hmm. gets me super jazzed. John Amos, underused. Underused. Good, what good a actor. great great multi-talented man still around i'm sure um, he'll be in that coming to america remake or sequel i mean i just think he's he's always a welcome presence when you see him pop up by far the best person whose name rhymes with john amos <laughs> yeah that's true that's yeah. true but guys this is all pomp this is all mm -hmm. circumstance we're here to talk about something special mm -hmm. so if this is your first time welcome aboard to the movie microscope it's a show where we zoom in we uppercut through bladders of time and get spiffy in the woods and then sprinkle stardust on ourselves until there's nothing left but tomorrow. <laughs> and then we watch a film through a set of lenticular bastard eyes and we sift through the remains, high five each other, high foot each other, and then decide what makes or breaks and share it with the likes of you. So if we were talking about Lost in Yonkers, we would talk about the scene where Mercedes rule naked pole vaults over her lover and lands right in Dealey Plaza amidst Lee Harvey Oswald's escape. <laughs> we talked about the little moments. I used to pull about neck. Did you know this? Did we talk about it? Uh, everybody experiments in college. You know what I'm saying? I used to pull about high school. I was on the, I was on the track and field team. And I decided to pull about you are unloading. Every episode is bringing back new, new high school athletic. It's probably memory. annoying actually. Cause it's like, it's like someone that you don't really care about tells you about their life a lot. Not at all. Yeah, no, it, it, to me, it's, it's delightful because now next time I play track and field, I can pretend I'm you. Well, I got laughed at. I might've brought this up before on the show, but I got laughed at. We were at a competition and we didn't really know we had a bad coach. He wouldn't really tell us how to pull out. So we just kind of clung to the pole and try to, you know, make it work. And we got laughed at from the audience. And it was um, not embarrassing, actually, because we knew we knew we were bad. It's a good thing the Internet wasn't around then. I know. Because I enjoy the daylights out of watching pole vault mishaps. Had an, had an orange pole vault. Well, you know, that's for me. It's your favorite color, right? Yeah, but, you know. Or you orange pole. I don't know what they call They don't call it a pole vault. They just call it a pole, I guess, or yeah. something. What do they call it? You think <laughs> Why don't we ask the guy who did it in high school? I mean, I guess we just call it the pole, but maybe there's an official term. I just, I I'm never sure there is. Up. Just like you know, shuttlecock, you know, the Sammy or something like that. Right. You know, have you seen those videos though, where guys go over and then their dick gets caught on the pole and stuff like that? I haven't, I haven't seen those. What? Tell me about it. They get, you know, Johnny Mac, frequent guest of the show, and I are constantly sending each other horrendous videos from Instagram mm -hmm. from these accounts that just are blasphemous. And one of those running things right now is where guys will be pole vaulting. They'll go over and the pole will stay standing up and then they'll land dick on it and then collapse to the distant ground writhing. And I got to tell you, it makes me, it makes me, <laughs> it makes me proud, man. Yeah. Did they, did they clear? Did they clear the bar? 
if you know what most, I'm saying? Most often not. Most often not. Yeah. But uh, that's a that's probably. Do you ever see any blood? That uh, looks like no, it's an injury. God, thank God, no. So I'm I'm turning I'm I'm uh, flipping through uh, the channels last night, Nick, and there was a a show called Sex Emergencies in the ER, which is incredible. That there's a show I looked, and it was um, about people that would like hurt their their dangly bits or you know something would happen. But then there's also just a normal ER show. They they reenact stuff, and they have like. I think they have doctors that maybe were there or actors pretending to be doctors kind of telling what happened. But <laughs> this uh, person uh, was in the yard ER because they fell off a roof and there was a shovel sticking up like in the ground, like handle up and paled themselves on it. Anus, you know, anus down, whatever on the handle. And then they went to this length. They, they <laughs> had his wife, his fake actor wife, pull the sheet back and they, they had rigged it up. Special effect. Bloody shovel, <laughs> and I thought to myself, "What have I been missing all these years? I didn't know these shows existed." There's some special effects work there. I, um, I can't believe that in 2021, you have to be flipping through channels. I don't know why it was. I think I get I flip back and forth through the news channels, and I then I stumble across that stuff sometimes when I'm getting going back and forth in the guide. But that was there. They did a lot of work to to show a fake shovel sticking right. out of this guy's ass. It was very interesting. And the actor was bad because he didn't look that distressed about it. Well, that was funny because I was going through the channel guide and I saw Sam Spade Origins. I didn't know what it was, but I'm <laughs> glad you saved me the trouble. So today we got a big one. A huge mm -hmm. one. Yeah. One of the classics. From what year, Justin? 1991, the year we graduated high school, I believe. You did. I, did. I, I was the year before. You went 90? Yeah. But 90, <laughs> 91 was a big year. You know, mm -hmm. it's a year the Braves went from worst to first. Uh, other things happened. You know, I was yeah killing it. I uh, recently cleaned my garage and found a box of old videotapes. And I had most of them weren't, weren't my little home movies, but, but I, I found out a lot about the inner psyche of myself in, in the 90s, because some of the things that I had on video cassette that I had taped was the 96 Oscars for some reason. Perfect. The Holyfield-Douglas fight, which turned out to be a great fight and a surprise. But most importantly, um, I had a tape with Tetsuo the Iron Man and a uh, what is it? You know, a Muck Time, maybe? I know the first one. Did you ever make it through that whole thing? No. But those were, those were two movies that were really notorious at the time, that, like really course, hard yeah. to watch or whatever. And uh, mm -hmm. I, hated, I hated young me. I hate that person. You don't like that person? That's not true. I do. I hate him. The fact you're that already you're already honing it, focusing on your passions, movies and baseball. Not so much boxing. I don't, I don't you're not a huge boxing fan, I used are to be you? A big boxing fan. Did you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it was good. But I didn't do any of those when I was in high school. I played baseball and that is it. I was boring. Yeah. It's a boring person. It's just making movies and, you know. So tell me your relationship with Point Break. When did you first interact with it? Well, I mean, when it came out, I was it was a big hit. It was the movie to go see. I think it was a was it a summer movie? can't zoom in probably seems like it but it was like a big movie and i i was excited to see it and i it didn't disappoint yeah except uh, one thing there's one thing i didn't like everything else i liked tell me we'll get to it okay it, i still kind of don't like it the thing that i hated was the marketing the 100 percent pure adrenaline thing mm -hmm. because keanu the, the keanu's persona at the time was the stoner guy the 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 slacker and all that and i hated that entire culture and that style and I lumped him in with it. And of course, they played to that in this movie. But the way that the trailer was done was that they had these two guys who were sort of annoying in a way as on-screen people at the time. Mm 
mm-hmm. and a whole hundred percent pure adrenaline motif. Yeah. But my big thing was the lady that did Near Dark directed it. So because we were huge Near Dark fans, it's like yeah. man, this, uh, this is and and Blue Steel, and 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 it was, you know, and I went in skeptical and I came out on a freaking wave of my own. Of course. I mean, you know, it was at the, it was trying to catch the, the lightning, the kind of the, of the, what the X games kind of were born around that time. Right. Which I'm sure you're a huge fan of. And, um, <clears throat> Reeves was kind of a bit of a, what, like he did, he did Bill and Ted's, but before this, he, he was like an indie darling kind of, right. I yeah, mean, like river's edge and Mount mm-hmm. private Idaho and stuff like that. Right. Right. He was just like kind of a guy that was, I don't know if he was thought of as like a serious actor or anything, but I know that he was thought of as a person that would do like, you know, dramas and I don't know, teen angst movies and stuff. And I think indie stuff, this turned him into a bit of an action star though. Good, good call. Rightfully so. Um, and it starts with him. I told you like when we're, we're watching it, well, who's in it? First of all, I mean, there, we have to talk about someone in this that I feel like we haven't. Okay. So we got Anthony Kiedis. Given uh, his due. You have John C. McGinley, <laughs> Tom Sizemore. You have Lori Petty, mm-hmm. James Legro. Yes. You got the guy who played the neighbor and landlord in something about Mary. You have, uh, <laughs> you, you got old, uh, I don't know, Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, and Gary Busey. The charming, the charming father of Jake. I uh, went to my elementary school with Carrie Busey, by the way. You had a student? Slide that in. Huh? You had a student called that? No, it was my name of my elementary school. Carrie Busey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Named after Gary's mom. <laughs> I can only hope. Right. Um, but yeah, Gary Busey in this movie. And then I started thinking about it in every movie is fantastic. Yep. A miracle person. And I feel like he is kind of thought of as a joke. I know that Entourage had that episode where they were kind of making fun of him. Remember, like he, you know, because he's kind of thought of as a crazy person. And he probably is a little bit. I know he had some. Well, he had the motorcycle. Problem. He had the motorcycle accident. And then he had, mm-hmm. there was that TV reality show that really took a big shit. It's like I'm with Busey or something like that. I never remember saw that. It. There was, I think, I don't remember exactly what the deal was, but the reality of it is, Big Wednesday, Buddy Holly story, Lethal Weapon, uh, Silver Bullet, this, uh, the firm, Hider in the house. The guy is a fucking rocket. He delivers in big ways in this movie, and he does so in a lot of his films. Um, and as an aside, you mentioned already, Father Jake. Yeah. And that's also in the plus column, in my opinion. Yeah, he built the best. Predator 2. Predator 2. That. Don't yeah. forget. Right. He classes up the joint, Predator 2, I'd say. Well, that's sort of a special little movie in its own right. I mean, I don't like the role he's playing in that because he doesn't get to be Busey that much. Oh, Under Siege as well, which is Zoom in, by the way. Which is relevant. Yeah. He lives, Predator 2. <laughs> doesn't die. <laughs> Saved by the meat. Um, what is but, it? Keanu's name means like what? Cool breeze through the wind or something like that. Cool breeze through yeah, the cool breeze or something mm-hmm. over the ocean or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, Patrick's, isn't it Swayze stand for the same thing? <laughs> it stands for Meat Loves Co-Star. <laughs> um, we've done a Patrick Swayze movie on here. Do you remember? I do. I do remember. Uncommon, Uncommon Valor. Valor. 
And it was funny because one of the things I, I, I really, I watched this movie twice for this episode. And yeah. one of the things that I really love, and I never really noticed, probably if you were to think of three actors whose grunts or screams or their their mannerisms of, of uh, exertion are famous, you think Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Legends, mm-hmm. legends like the ah, like like the they're you know like St- St- Schwarzenegger's is something else because it sounds like he's not really straining, but it's so iconic. Swayze is right up there; mm-hmm. he is right up there. Is he? And the funny thing is, is he's playing Bodie here. He's playing this this you know this super cool, super laid back, mystical guy, mm-hmm. and. And it's and he they, he look he looks the part he is the part but it's so funny because you when you look really well you could see old school Patrick Swayze up underneath all, all, all that peroxide and stuff mm-hmm. he, and the real Patrick Swayze is so uncool like the the character from Uncommon Valor the guy from Ghost and and Dirty Dan I know he's a sex symbol but there's this safe sex symbol element that he'd always had and I love seeing the transformation in this movie of him. It feels like this is a character that was close to who he was as a person in real life. That's what that's what the trivia said. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. Swayze, first of all, this movie is perfectly cast. It's got, you know, you know, Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, you know, being beautiful throughout the whole movie. Laurie Petty, you know, slouch, but like Gary Busey, Lee Turgeson, yeah, Turgeson in there, James LeGrow, the, the, the charismatic James LeGrow in this, but Here's the thing. As soon as Swayze walks into the film, it's like he he like owns the movie. It's like 23 minutes before we get to experience him, too. And he's he's just uh, a delight. He's so good in this movie. And what's the thing that we both realized when we were watching this movie that struck us? You got to narrow it down. It reminded us of a different a different film. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you think? What do you want to bring it up now or later? Well, I mean, OK, so. Before we go there, obviously, Fast and the Furious owes a huge debt to this movie. But yeah, there is a definite Lost Boys vibe to this thing. I feel there really is. With Keanu Reeves playing Patrick, you know, Jason Patrick, who uh, we love. But Swayze, obviously, is is Kiefer. Yeah. And, and, and SoCal is such a big part of it, too. I know. Yeah, the beaches. Like, there's just scenes that really remin- are reminiscent of Lost Boys in this, the vibe. I would not be surprised if Bigelow took a little inspiration from Lost Boys when she made this. But she also makes a surprisingly hard, edgy cop movie that happens to have this buoyancy to it because when the second half of this movie is not really fun. There's a lot of... It gets pretty hard. And mm-hmm. and she doesn't relent. She doesn't pull punches in the action scenes and stuff like that. And she doesn't... Mm-hmm. you know, she, And she makes you feel the pain that people are feeling in this thing. But you're right. There's this playfulness and there's this sort of wonder and that Southern California intangible thing that ties it very much to the Lost Boys. I'm trying to figure out, though, who is the Marco of this film (laughs) from Lost Boys? I mean, it could be Turgeson, I guess. But no, but Marco wasn't as violent as Turgeson's supposed to be in this, although he's a vampire. I guess. I told you Turgeson is Edward Herman, man. He's the he's a he doesn't he doesn't you know, he doesn't surf. He doesn't skydive. He doesn't bank, mm-hmm. rob banks. He lays right. in the fucking shadows thinking of violence. That's Edward Herman to a T. I mean, who is Marco? I mean, it could be the guy that plays Gromit, I guess. It has I, guess to, I think he has to be Billy Worth. It, it's tough. It's tough. 
It's Let me think about this. This is like it's. I don't want to commit to anything before I had a chance to take some, uh, you know, diagrams. Right. Yeah, you know, like cut some scenes and put them uh, next to each other. I do know um, that the FBI agent who works the computer is the Diane Weist of this. <laughs> she shows up as I thought a possible love interest sometimes. She, I, her, love, I love her in this. Her and Keanu are shooting eyes at each other. And she before is supportive, you meet, uh, but she's supportive of his. Huh? She's good at her job. She does. She's she's quite good at her job, but she's also this voice of positivity with all the work she's doing. And this is the key thing. She likes Johnny Utah, Keanu Reeves' character, right away. And his boss does not. So she's like a, you know, she's like someone that, you know, and, and even Gary Busey is kind of like, hey, I don't want to partner up with this guy. She's there from the get. She's she's already on board. You know, she likes she likes uh, Keanu Reeves. Now, in this, from, now if that movie were made today, mm -hmm. you know, okay, she would be the HR snitch. She would be the girl who's super nice baiting Keanu Reeves to do something that steps out of line. The HR snitch? Yeah, the HR snitch, you know, one of my favorite Sid Marty Croft shows, you know, because, you know, he's in the 90-day hiring window. They got to see if there's any dirt. Get get him out before he, we're, we're completely in bed with him. Mm -hmm. She's the HR snitch. It's obvious. But but the movie he does some question. He does some questionable things that HR might take notice. He actually, the, he they actually oh. fuck up this in this movie. They fuck up all the time. Mm -hmm. they do. I, one of the secrets of of cop movies, I think, honestly, especially the ones that we've done, mm -hmm. is pretty pretty bad. They're pretty bad. They do a bad job. Mm -hmm. The cops do. Yeah, I mean, think about this. Yeah. I mean, one the, the scene where they they could have stopped the bank robbers. At one at one point, except Busey's reading the funny pages and Keanu's getting sandwiches. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, they do have a foot chase. Anyway, let's start from the beginning here. It starts with a nod to, to Constantine. Is that what you think? Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves is popping chewing gum into his mouth. Okay. Now it's like he's pre-referencing that movie. It's incredible, you know. Yeah. Um, then they had show him on a gun range, pre-referencing John Wick. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I guess you could say that. Within 15 minutes, he's in a suit. I'm like, what's this? Devil's Advocate pre-ref? Yep. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then and then he they, when he gets the, the uh, sandwich, there's a Mexican restaurant nearby. What is this? Spanglish? Oh, he's not in that? Oh, that's Adam Sandler? Oh. Yeah. James L. Brooks movie. Dead. He's not dead? Super dead. James L. Brooks? Uh, he's spinning through the cosmos right now. He's like high-fiving druids and fucking archetypes. You know he's not dead, right? Looking him up. Unless I'm thinking of Jim Brooks and them. I thought it was same, James L. Brooks. Same, same guy. I typed James yeah. L. and it said James L. dead. He's alive. <laughs> Why do you think he was so dead? Because he should be. Penny Marshall's dead. He should have died before her. Mm. Gary Marshall's dead. He should have died before Gary Marshall. I'm looking at like a picture of James L. Brooks in a... Like, from the internet, it shows a picture of Cameron Crowe. That's not that's not James L. Internet. I don't know who that's more offensive to. Um. Anyway, so the movie starts out, and we see this hot shot cop, Johnny Utah. Which let's let's take a pause on a scale to one million, where we put the name Johnny Utah for a character. Four. You don't like it. Hate it. So he, you know, this is a you know counter counter Reeves plays a football ex football playing and football player sounding character named Johnny Utah, who is now a cop 
and he is um, new to the what police department in Los Angeles. Yeah, and he uh, he's been partnered with a past his prime schlubby Gary Busey, who's not past his prime. Let's be honest. He's um, but he's tired. He's tired of the work. He's tired of the red tape he has to go through. Now he has a name that's way higher on the million scale. Pappas. Angel Angelo Pappas. Angelo Pappas. That's right. Pappas, even. It's Pappas. Right. It is yeah. Pappas. Yeah. Um, but Angelo, even he does not look like an Angelo to me, but it's he's he's Gary Busey. He's, I mean, an, he's an Angelino. What other name can you hang on that man? You know, like it's just like it's all the other names fall away. Yeah, you want you want one syllable hard sounding name like Chuck mm-hmm. or Milk. You know, like a name yeah. like Back. <laughs> Fred. Cock. But uh yeah, yeah, he just he just looks like a Gary Busey. You know, it's hard to hang well, another name on. Even him. Gary is 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 too not cool. It's not good enough. See, I that's why Mr. Joshua, there's a mystique there. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the whole deal. You don't know his whole biz. That makes me happy. Like Mr. Joshua. Maybe we should combine his actual name with the character he played. What about Buddy Busey? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like him? Yeah. Yeah. You ever know anybody named Buddy, by the way? Uh Buddy Repperton. In oh, real life. Oh. Um I don't think I do, actually. It's a name that deserves to come back a little bit, I think. Buddy, who's, your, who's the best Bud in films? Is it Bud Court? Is it Buddy Bud Fox? Hope you're intelligent. I mean, Bud Court is high up there for me. Actually, Buddy, I, uh, I, have a fr- I have a coworker named Bud. Do you? Yeah. So you do know, but I you do. just call him Bud. You don't call him Buddy. Bud, yeah, it, yeah. Johnny Utah shows up to the, and they're they're training. He shows up. He meets Gary Busey for the first time after he gets ripped a new one by his boss, played by. The incredible John C. McGinley, who is too ripped in this movie. He's always to ripped. Be the, the thing is, though, he he doesn't give him the business in the first v- meeting. Oh, he does. He doesn't like Utah I mean, right away. I mean, he's he gives him he's he's a little bit gruff and all that. He makes some smart ass comments, and then he does. Keanu he's makes not, a reference that there's no shortage of assholes and all that. But I, that is the nicest he is in the entire film. That's what McGinley says, and then he's he said, "Well, you're so, not so far or something." Yeah, but he, that is the nicest he is in this movie. Yes, the beginning. We meet Angelo Pappas, and it's a great scene. It's Diving a, for bricks, and he's he's complaining, and there's that that old that staple where the they they don't realize that they're they're talking to the the new guy and they're ripping the new guy. Beautiful. Yeah, he's blindfolded. They're blind. They're he, they're their training involves because uh, the cops are um, diving in a pool. They're supposed to grab two bricks each, blindfolded, and Busey is annoyed that they have to do this. And um, he starts complaining blindfolded to McGinley about it. And then he starts complaining he's about not, He's not complaining to McGinley. He's complaining oh, to the, the guy that's running the trainer. The, yeah, the trainer yeah. Yeah. And then he's, then he starts complaining about his partner that he's yet to meet his new partner. And, and it kind of reads us there. It's awkward. It's awkward time. Yeah. But just a little bit. I, he was complaining, but you, you know, when you're diving for in, in murky waters, you need to know how to operate with your feel, you know? Finding a body the, down there, finding a hand handgun or something. The way he even dives into the pool is incredible. Yep, Kill. he does like a yeah, he does like a crazy like head first like you know all limbs splayed out dive into the pool and the crashes fun, into that. And water. the funny thing is, is when you look at that scene, look at everybody else their reaction to it because I don't know if that was 
the only take that it did just like that. But everybody else is sort of light. But the guy that's the instructor is so intensely timing him that it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, he's having fun. Busey's having fun in this movie. Yeah, he's, he, he's 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 chewing scenery with those uh, big teeth of his. Mm-hmm. He's got some chompers, old 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 Gary Busey. He's kind of known 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 for teeth, right? Known for his set, super right? super zoom. Don't you think? Yeah. Jake, did Jake inherit those? He did, didn't he? Oh my God, he inherited the and then some. He, mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Jake Jake looks like a fucking cartoon character. He's got the same teeth, but he's got a thin head. He has daddy's teeth. Yeah, thin thin ass head. Speaking of the super thinnest heads, Michael Apted died. I know that guy. That guy's head. What an interesting director, though. Yeah, interesting director, but I don't know how he could breathe with that thin ass head. He, was, he had a thin one, huh? Oh my god! It's like, hey, why this? Why the long face? No, why the thin face? I think they call that the a cabeza in in, in, in Spanish. Is that correct? Is that head in yeah. Spanish? Yeah. Don't, don't you remember in JFK, John Candy? I'll tell me in the pop of my cabeza. Kennedy's dead of this crab meat. Country's still breathing. You want to line up with a dead man? Did they nominate him or threaten to nominate him for that movie? Uh, he should have been. He's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know that there, there was awards talk. I remember that. That's something I remember in my life, that there was awards talk around his performance in that. His cameo, so to speak, almost. There's some bank robbers. We already... Look at that, that thin ass head. Adapted? Yeah. Yeah, he does have a thin head. I wonder what where he was with his series, where he revisits those people every seven years or whatever it was. So I think he made one re- fairly recently, and somebody said that it felt like the last one. And they said it was it was quite moving. His uh twenty, it, he'd always do it was something an up series, right? I think it was seven and up. And it kept every he'd do a new one every ten years or something. Like every seven, maybe I don't remember. Seven and up, that doesn't sound right. 21 and up? I don't, Maybe. Was it? He didn't. What the fuck? I need to know because th- those were, I watched a few of them. It's quite an achievement that he kept that going for so long. Yeah, it was like his boyhood. Yeah, it really was. Oh, yeah. The first one was called Seven Up. Duh. Seven. Every seven years. I like how you laughed at my comment and it was nails on. I, I didn't even get, I got it everything. I was being sarcastic. I knew that was right. Yeah. But he renamed it Sprite after that. <laughs> well, he's now in the afterlife. He's a Sprite, right? That's what they call it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, RIP to him. Um, he directed some feature films as well. Do you know any of them? Gorillas in the Mist, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yep. He did. A, he tried his hand at an action movie. I think he did. did he, he didn't do a Bond, but he did an, he did an action film of some sort. Did he do Point Break? No. He did Girls in the Mist. He did uh, The World is Not Enough. I wasn't kidding. He did. He also did that's, a a Pierce, that's a Pierce Brosnan one? Yeah. Garbage, yeah, garbage right. lead song. Ugh. Robert Carlyle, Denise Richards, Sophie Marceau. Man. Not as bad as I remember, to be honest. Yeah, really? Well, Sophie Marceau was always fun to watch, I think. Yeah, but she's got a mel- like melted ear in this. But uh, Gorillas in the Mist, He man. did Thunderheart, Nick. He did Thunderheart, which we threatened to do. We, 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 will, we will definitely do that because of that jump alone. Yeah. Continental Divide, which is a movie I like. The last, the last Belushi. It wasn't the last, maybe, but it was close, and it was like kind of different Belushi. Yeah, he, Blair he did it with Blair Brown in this. Blair Brown in this, yeah. He did that movie First Born, which was one of the first PG thirteen movies. I love that movie. I don't 
remember. I don't think I ever saw. I don't think I ever saw it. He did Blink, Corey Madeline's Corey oh, in there. Corey Heyman and Chris something or other. Chris Collar, Collar, Chris Collier. Are you not remembering his the most beloved film that he did? Bring it. L. Which one? Nell. God damn it. Stream measures. He had quite a career, actually. Yep. Um, yeah, he did. He did. His last thing was 63 and up. 63 up. Yeah. Anyway. So we're, we're barely into this movie. They, there's a there's a th- this group that's been robbing banks, um, nonviolent group of bank robbers named the ex-presidents that Johnny Utah has been assigned uh, with Gary Busey to crack the case. And they've just robbed the latest bank in a long line of banks that they've robbed. And so this movie kicks off with, you know, basically counter Reeves saying like, Hey, let's investigate (laughs) this getaway car. Gary Busey doesn't want to, he's, he's super bored of the case, but he does have a theory, which Johnny, Utah pries out of him. Which what is, is that? One, theory? Well, first let me say that the, the scene where he pries it out of him is the worst scene in the movie. It's not. It's the worst acted scene by Keanu in the movie. You know, Keanu always gets uh, shit for his acting. I don't think he's a bad actor. I think sometimes his voice. Uh, my wife's theory is his voice betrays him a little bit. I don't think he's bad in this. You do? No, I just think that's the worst scene in the movie where his performance. Where he's, where he's trying to get him to admit what his deal is. You feel alive? All right. Well, he's like yelling. It just doesn't come off. It doesn't work. But because yeah, he, he's criticizing him, and then he right, makes and him he's trying to he's trying to be give him a pep talk and all that, and it's 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 sad. But works, doesn't it? Totally does. Busey's big thing is that he thinks they're surfers, and then we mm-hmm. immediately cut to a scene where we see the hairy asshole. Of a surfer, where he's, what does that mean? Where he's mooning the mooning the the security camera. Do we see that? It is a extremely hairy ass crack, and it bothers me. <laughs> well, Catherine Bigelow capturing it all. Yeah, you know? it's a, it's definitely an unshaven ass. Not she fought for she fought for realism. Obviously, she got it. She got it. And what it leads to is they decide to send Mr. Keanu Reeves undercover. It, es- it escalates quite quickly from Gary Busey not being into the case to then thinking that Kyrie should, should go undercover as a surfer. Well, it also... Now, this movie, yeah. this movie was originally going to be about skateboarding. Which, Did you hear which, about that? Yeah, and it was originally going to star fucking Matthew Broderick or or Willem Dafoe, for God's sakes. They were eyeing Willem Dafoe for both parts. Can you imagine think, a skateboarding movie with Willem Dafoe? <laughs> can you imagine them, Willem Dafoe, if they couldn't decide and they put him in both roles? <laughs> gleaming the pube would be like what because he loves showing it you know because mm-hmm. his dick um, his dick comes out kathleen uh, i'm sorry Catherine bigelow fought for k reeves to be in this she's like she's like if he's not in this i walk in the clouds oh but no she, she literally like she did fight for him to be in this and they're like what about swayze she's like i guess i don't give a fuck yeah She's like Lori Petty and Connor, though. I, I need star power. And then her then husband, Mr. Jim Cameron, said, Well, you ain't doing this without LeGro. Uh, James Ca- Cameron, an uncredited screenwriter on this. Yep. Everything that man touches, I swear. Except maybe Battle Angel Alita. And Susie Amos. Turns to <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> um, what, do you think he's the one that told the. Uh, 
Lori Petty to cut her hair in this? Probably. He loves it. He likes that short hair. James Cameron. Yep. Especially in that guy's ass crack. Um, and yeah, so we Keanu goes, this is where this movie, one of my least favorite characters in cinematic history, and I'm not kidding, is in the first scene where Keanu is sur- a surfer. Okay, let's talk about it. So he goes. Are you talking about is it, is it in the um, his salesperson? Yeah, it's in the it's in the surf shop. He's at the surf shop, and there's this like 14 year old kid working there. Yeah, his character's and, name is 15. <laughs> Did you know that? No, maybe he's 15. Yeah. Um, and Keanu, he he, he kind of criticizes. He makes like this backhanded compliment about Keanu's age to be getting into surfing. You know, like, hey, he said you're. He said, you're a little old. And Keanu's like, I'm 25. You know? Yeah. And 25. <laughs> and like this takes offense. And this little motherfucker dishes some fucking sage advice from his 15 year old piece of shit body. Surfing's the source. Will change your life. <laughs> well, he's talking like Bodie, man. I don't care who the fuck he is. I don't care if he's been surfing since he was born. How dare you? How dare you try to be a like speak from experience, you fucking bastard child prick? Never had to work a day in your life, shit fucking prick. He's at work, literally. Never had, Never to, had work. to work. That ain't work. Are you kidding? Dishing out sex wax, you know, lubing up a board, giving a you know, here's a here's a surf knife for you to cut coral off your dick hole. You know what I'm saying? Like this kid doesn't know shit. He's never he's never lost a loved one. R.I.P. to that actor. Yeah, by the way. yeah, he died, and and the Reapers got a sense of humor. That's all I'm saying. He, t- he no, he was a young man, and when he passed away, he was part of your what you were telling me before. He's part of the infamous or infamous the Pussy Posse, DiCaprio's crew. Yeah, DiCaprio's a ridiculous crew. Yeah, it was like Tobey Maguire. You know this guy, Parrot Top. Yeah, Mark Lynn Baker, Ted, Teddy Atlas. <laughs> The ShamWow guy. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Kevin J. Anderson. <laughs> Timothy Zahn. <laughs> Nancy Cartwright. Michael Winslow. Tabitha King. <laughs> Yeah, but it, you know what? I'm. It's over prayer hands. <laughs> God damn! It. Three episodes in a row of this shit. How am I? How are we still on the iTunes marketplace? I'm. You know, I'm sorry that this guy died young. He died at like 24. He did, but unworthy of heaven or hell. Um. Anyway, so that scene bothers you. Encounter is picking up his board. Man, he bought his board, which is this very. Uh, his board gets slammed in this by other surfers. It's a it's a board that attracts attention because it's obviously bought by a novice. Yeah, well, uh, Lori Petty calls it a pigboard piece of shit at one point mm-hmm. in the film. Right. I don't think so he t- I don't think I've stated enough how much surfing's a source. It'll change your life. Bob. Let me ask you: as much as you hate that quote at the end of this movie, did you not believe that exact very thing? I do. I don't think you should call anything the the source. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It did change his life. I will give you that. It changed his life. Maybe the kid. Was, do you think he's saying the kid he, was like the smartest person in the movie? He was. I think he's a. I think he's foretelling the ending. So is that the I stinger think, where Canada goes back and goes nailed it? 
surfing was the source. You were right. You know, so anyway, he goes out to practice in the waves. Keanu immediately starts to drown. He can't, he, he's getting hit left and right by the watery punches of the ocean. And um, it's getting slammed, Nick. And mm-hmm. he, and Lori Petty say, or no, does Lori Petty save him? Yeah, yep. Lori Petty comes sure out of nowhere, yep. drags his ass ashore, criticizes him. And then she heads back out to the water like a, I don't know, a beautiful being that kind of appeared from nowhere. Yeah. Almost like a mermaid, let's say. Or some surfing person. (laughs) 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 Think she was wearing a body glove? I would hope. Is that what they call that? Yeah, it's a, yeah of course. Corey Glover, lead singer Living yeah. Color, used to rock one of those. Um, yeah. So, and then... Keanu, what, do you think of the, what do you think of the gear in this? Fantastic. The best. Th- there's a very iconic scene where he is doing recon, and she changes into her regular clothes in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah, this happens right after this. He's watching her change. It's actually pretty badass scene. Like, she is... First of all, it, it sells her as this adorable... Mm-hmm. you know cutie but it's also it's it's uh, i don't know what it is it's 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 almost like this movie's um phoebe kate's coming out of the pool scene you know it's it's got a like this really kind of flirtatious element to it so he's watching her and she is changing out of her wet bathing suit which is a bikini under that body glove i guess and she but she used puts a towel over it her whole person as she slips out of her top into a new top out of her bottoms into uh, jean shorts yeah it's a very pg very pg nude scene she doesn't get nude i know well, but later but it's, but it's a, you, you think about it yeah you just have to do that <clears throat> on the swim team you kind of do that with a towel you kind of get changed using the towel as your uh what do they call that dick <laughs> uh <clears throat> what do they call those like a, a vanity so what are they? What are those shields? The vanity shield? The Merkin? Is that are right? we doing Merkins again? Mm-mm. A chastity blaze. That's better. <laughs> um, so anyway, he then follows her to her work, and she works at like a fast food joint. He's like, "Hey, I need less." Than- oh no, he gets some background on her. He thinks she might be the way in. Well, that's our girl. This- our girl at the station. Mm-hmm. Like Busey's thinking questionable shit because he's choosing mm-hmm. this hot girl, just like in Rush. Yeah. Where, oh, of course you're going after a cute girl instead of somebody who, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much like Rush, which starred Lost Boys, Jason Patrick, everything, the universe is tied together tight. And uh, the girl is all supportive, you know? And he, and Cam Reeves tells this girl, he's like, I need to find an in. And so they look at her stats and he goes, and this is what he says. He goes, both parents deceased, airplane crash, 1984. He goes, yeah, definitely. Like he's so excited that she has dead parents because he knows that he could pretend he has dead parents and bond with her. Yeah, you can see it. You can see the gears turning. Yeah, it's a low moment for this character, Nick. It is. Yeah, um, that's all right. He later gets shot out because of it. But you know, before this, you know, Busey had explained to Reeves that I don't know if you believe this or not, Nick. That surfers got a tribe, man. It's like a tribe. It is like a tribe. Know? Yeah, they got their own language. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, we also didn't say that there was also 
this term called <laughs> McGinley keeps calling him a blue flame special. Did you look that up? No. It means a generic. <laughs> it means a generic knucklehead. I'd never heard of it before. Blue flame special. Okay. I was just happy to hear that it wasn't like a home, like a homophobic kind of slur or something, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, but it is, it just means a knucklehead anyway. Um, it, th- we didn't talk about how the, there, the, there's the a bank minute, robbery, there's a minute of the show. We didn't talk about the bank robbery that happens and the, the Nixon impersonation that comes out. Well, I mean, of course there's a Nixon, there's a fake British accent. There's all sorts of stuff. We meet, Lyndon B, we meet Jimmy C, we meet Richard M, and Ronald R. Uh-huh. Swayze has Ronald Reagan, obviously, the mask. But Swayze does a weird thing where he talks to the people that they're robbing, and he does a British accent, then it quickly abandons it. Yeah. But James LeGrow is Nixon, and he does, like, a crazy Nixon, uh, you know, voice throughout the... Every time he has that mask on. He By just, the way, those he, masks are amazing. They are. They're great. They are fantastic masks. Mm-hmm. Which was the original Super title memorable. for this? Yeah, they were gonna have uh, they were gonna have uh, a John Lovitz play William Taft as the fifth robber, but they didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, there's only four of them. There's there's five on their crew though. At least I think there's six. Is there six? Yeah, they have the pilot. They got Turgeson. I think the pilot's name might be Herpes. Did you hear that <laughs> movie? Maybe so. Yeah. Everybody's got a great name in there. Their pilot's name is Herpes. <laughs> well, you know what? You know he's going to be loyal. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, he, you know, Lori Petty starts to train Keanu Reeves in the waves, and they start to quickly fall in like. And they play the seminal wire train song. I will not fall. I will not fall. It is so low energy. I, I remember it being like this really kind of important song yeah. it is so low energy but it feels like so like our podcast a little it bit it feels like it was plucked from the soundtrack of the lost boys <laughs> it does and so Keanu reeves is talking to petty after a good training day after he starts to make some progress and who pops up behind his shoulder there bodie with his bodie pat sways man pat that's how we meet finally... him we meet him being cute and, and perky 21 plus minutes 23 minutes into the film and we instantly realize he's got a connection. He's been inside Lori. They've shared time. As he says, we've sh- I shared time with her, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, I've been in her, man. But he kind of gives Reeves his blessing. He's like, you know, and, and you know, I've, I've been with this woman before. Now it's your turn. Yeah, you have my permission, which is a weird, um, a weird thing to be granting on someone that you have no control over, hopefully, their life, you know. But he, it ends up being... He ends up actually being a little bit of a creep, but at first, Bodie, very likable. Yeah, in this movie, not unlike David in The Lost Boys, sort of, mm-hmm. sort of welcoming at the beginning, mm-hmm. and almost his connection to Reeves is quite strong throughout the entire film. I'd say almost like a vampiric codependency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but tell mm-hmm. you what, that, mm-hmm. that leads to the beach scene where they're playing football and. Keanu Reeves does not necessarily throw a football like a superstar. You don't think so? Nah. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing a game of rough sand, sand football. Yeah. And uh, there's lots of tackling happening. And at one point, Swayze um, 
you know, he's going long and he, he gets the ball. Reeves tackles him into the waves. Well, this is right after Keanu gets sacked by Bodie and Bodie gives him a look like, gotcha, Pim. And so, yeah, there's some, there's some, there's some, um, sizing each other up going on, but, but there's a great, what great line, great line, deli- what? great line delivery in that scene from Mr. James, okay. James Legro. Very funny. Cause they're all pissed off. Like he tackles Pat hard. Yeah. And, and his crew backs. And, and everybody's comes backing him up. And then, so he's like, you know, this is, this is Johnny fucking Utah, Ohio state, number nine, whatever. All these guys are all thrilled. And James Legro says, Johnny fucking Utah. Sorry, man. Didn't mean to get in your face. The way he says it is so funny. So good. <laughs> Instantly fan, instant fan, instant turnaround, which makes well. I will say that Patrick Swayze instantly great in this movie as soon as he appears. Fantastic, just as soon as he appears, he's he he like is incredible. His his hair is Mm otherworldly. Looks like he got it like uh, styled it like a dog groomer. Yeah, I'm saying that 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 kind of work they put into and just a like trace elements of facial hair that works perfectly. Right. Which the whole gang kind of has. Well, some people like one of the guys, like the guy that looks like Jonathan Penner, the, the two of the guys are semi pro surfers that also act. One of those guys has got a, a almost civil war goatee mustache combo on his face hole. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other guys clean shave dogs, but LeGros got some hairs, but the thing is Swayze wisps even, and it works like a charm. And so then they're brothers. Like immediately, they bond over that that tackle. They know who this guy is, and he's in. They're he's already hooked. They, he's they already like him. And you know, at this point, Reeves is trying to get in to the you know into the surfing world. Doesn't realize these guys are the bank robbers at all. But he start he's starting to fall in love with Lori Petty, and more importantly, Cody. And. <laughs> More importantly than that, yeah. surfing. Oh, yeah, because the, the next scene is one of my favorites uh, where they're getting reprimanded by John C. McGinley, where he, his squat delivery is transcendent. There are two supporting characters with scream dialogue. Actually, there's a bunch of great supporting lines, but the, you two have produced exactly squat, squat. We used to have audio tapes of that shit in our cars. It was so good. McGinley became a legend with that line delivery. The best is when Keanu goes, "Is the surfboard bother?" He goes, "Yes, the surfboard bothers me." Like he, like he's like, "Yeah." Does Keanu ask, I don't, I don't, Does he say that? Doesn't he? He says I, he sets I, him up. I think, I think McGinley says it without being prompted, which was why I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Yes, the surfboard yeah. bothers me. Yes, and you bother. It's great. And then of course Keanu at that point is is being a cool breeze over the ocean. He walks mm-hmm. in. He's got the surfboard. He's moving it narrowly, like very deftly through the building. Busey asks him. He's like, "Hey, you know what? I can't put it in my car and lock and lock the doors with it in there." He's very smooth, smooth operator. He's practical. You know, he's practical. Yeah. You know, you don't want a surfboard hanging out in your car in front of the police station either. The man's trying to be undercover. You walk into the police station with a surfboard. Is what you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Couldn't leave it at, the at house. lunch. At lunch, you put it on your lap and you you, you put your lunch on it like a little table. Yeah, yeah. that's what you do. Yeah, you're, what, you, and then when you're in the urinal, you're standing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're standing on it like you're surfing, but you're actually peeing. You know, you're practicing. Yeah, but you still get you still get that ambiance. You still hear the the sound of water moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so Keanu Reeves goes back to um, do some investigating slash surfing, and he gets roughed up by some a, car, a group of narrative. You got walls. some. You got some toilet paper on your surfboard. I was shitting. But, um, but before the ne'er-do-wells, there is a delightful scene where they gather hair from people at the beach. Of course. Because <laughs> they're looking for DNA. Yeah, they're looking for... The, to, the classical yeah. cop movie where you're, where you're stealing hair from people. Well, they found some evidence. They found some sand at one of these uh, bank robberies, so they were going to try to compare uh, the hair from people at different beaches. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Keanu, like, the, as bad as I said he was in that opening scene, he's great in the scene where he's... They're the atomic density of the hair of the you know the soil. Like he is going nuts with the nerdism, and, and then he gets like right next to Busey, and he's like, "You buying this?" And Busey's like, "No, but, but it's going to piss off McGinley, so let's do it." It's an adorable scene, and I love their their chemistry there. But the scene where they, I wish they'd done like tw- twenty minutes of them stealing hair from people because it's adorable. <laughs> it is very cute. And he does, and, he does yeah. a, a perfect Bill and Ted with that one guy who t- pretends like there's a creature in his ear. Bro, oh, I saved your life. Oh, so great. So great. And he like, yeah, he tried, he he grabs a bunch of hair and the guy's like, you got my hair. And he goes, that's all right. I got the bug. Don't worry about it. And the guy asks to see it. Yeah. And Keanu sort of shows what? it to him. They go, save your life, bro. But we yeah. do see something very scary and horrific in that sequence. What? Gary Busey's toenails. Oh, I didn't see this. What it, do you feel? It is... There's a scene where he is walking up to those two stoners in, in, in flip-flops, and he's got the gnarliest toenails. Thick as teeth, but lower. I wonder if it's a special effect, because I imagine Gary Busey's got some beautiful toes. He was in Big Wednesday, one of the great surfing movies. How do you not take care of them, those little creepers? Yeah. But they are... Maybe he just doesn't get down that far. You know, he worries about the rest, but not all the way down there. You kind of let that, well, that area go. And I'll tell you what. Close up, we get to see it. Do we see his toes? I I must have blacked out. <laughs> it's it's horrific, but yeah. Mm. So yeah, they're at Latigo Beach. Just just so you know, and you're right. So, some ne'er do wells do interrupt uh, Mister Reed. So he's trying to surf, and he's riding there. He's getting their crests and their shit. He is. He's getting in their territory. They don't like it. He gets punched out actually well, in the water. He gets punched out, but then one of my favorite scenes with one of my favorite performances happens. Because uh, he, yeah, he, there's the, the the quartet of toughies approaching while he's bathing, taking a little beach shower. Yeah, War yeah, child, you know, but stand up, Nick is what he's doing. Uh, thank you. Yep. But Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers is one of the villains in that scene, and he delivers one of the finest lines of dialogue in film history. Because like you know, because exactly. Keanu's basically saying, "Look, I know I'm in the suburbs. I shouldn't be here. You know, you're you tell me to go home." And and then they're like, "That the, the, one of the guys goes, no." And then Keanu, or Kiedis goes, that would be a waste of time. And then Warchild goes, no, we're just going to fuck you up. And he has to breathe. He has to breathe. And they had to keep that audio of him going, that would be a waste of time. It's a rare uh, shirtless performance by Kiedis. <laughs> Now I can't unsee his back. 
smiles all right So's naked lady's chest Maybe Papa will throw your boy a bone My foot is fucked up But not like De Bavaro Who knows if Bodie's gonna avoid jail Like Lori Petty's parents thought that would be a waste of time. Keith's thought of taking acting lessons was he said to his coach, Do I have to act? When he realized you can't scatter a model off, he did a line of blow and put his hand in a him to go topless in this yeah i think it would have been i think people had to with him for a while in the trailer i think, and I, think his, I think they had to talk him into pants uh this is his uh his was this his big screen debut i don't know he's been in a few movies uh has and, he and flea has been in a ton but i don't know but i was giddy to see him in the movie and, and his character is sort of a joke like they he gets tormented throughout it's great um mm. But I love that. I love that. Uh, and then, of course, um, oh, and, there, and there's also this the scene where Keanu gets punched in the water. The editing in that scene is amazing. Yeah. Just actually, the editing in the whole movie is amazing. But the, the way that so that guy comes in and decks him, and it's done really convinced. Like it's almost like this the screen flashes white when he gets hit. And then there's like just a series of shots, and then the guy's paddling away from Keanu, and you hear an overdub of "Go back to the valley, man." The way that, that that whole scene works out is just ideal. Well, he pulls out his knife and then he then he severs the uh, link uh, that Reeves has to his surfboard. Like he has that, like I guess the surfers have, they have like a little, I don't know what they call it, ankle cuff or something to keep their board near them. Yeah, I, believe me, Cameron was paying attention. He's I'm bringing this back for Avatar, the tether. Yeah. <laughs> but uh you know reeves gets you know punched on him in the water and then he gets beat up on the beach like, he, you know, i mean he uh, holds his own for the most part and, and they break his they break his beautiful board yeah, war child slams that shit or he, or he breaks it I don't no know. war child like elbows it to death yeah, yeah and then luckily Bodie is nearby and he comes in and and, and he, he says back off war child seriously and then we get to see how fancy everybody can fight yeah these guys are named bunker war child very interesting. They did a lot of. They have a lot of strange names in this one. And you know what else is and great? The scene because Busey is eavesdropping from up on high, 
And he can't see where all this is going down because of bushes. And then he sees Kiedis get thrown out into the beach and goes scrambling back towards the fight. And he comes running. And and it's great because Bodhi and, and Keanu handle shit. And then they walk in a way and they're having a conversation. The way that they shot this is so cool because Busey comes running up in the same shot. And there's this moment where he recognizes, he, see, he knows, he sees his partner. Then he realizes who he's with and then instantly puts the spiel about looking for his uh, stolen car radio. Mm. It's such a great shot and such a great little moment of performance. And then, of course, Keanu sends him to go deal with Kiedis and all those guys. And the look that Patrick Swayze gives him is of pride. Like, like once he realizes how quick, like, that he's sending him to deal with those assholes, it just it just solidifies that relationship so well. What do you mean he's sending them to deal with the well, assholes? Because they, they, Keanu says, go down and there's four guys down there who may know some about your stolen radio, basically. Oh, yeah. And and then of course they're walking back to the car and um, Swayze reveals what Warchild's real name is. Do you remember? What is it? Lupton Pittman. <laughs> and then he's and, and they're they're walking and and I'm, I'm telling you folks if you're watching this movie watch the way Swayze's walking because yeah his performance in his face is all Bodhi but the way he's walking is actor nerd. It's great. Uh, it's like an actor nerd in a beautiful body. And then, uh, but, and then he says one of your favorite lines when he's talking about that. So he, dam- he damns this group of, of uh, <laughs> violent surfers and he says, they only live to get radical. <laughs> and so then he, t- then he kind of trots out his philosophy, which is this kind of oneness, right? With the, with the world and the ocean and everything. And, you know, he's, you know, Keanu Reeves is buying off, uh, you know, this kind of like this, this cheap, this cheaply dispensed wisdom from this beautiful surfer. And it works. It works on me. It, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. But it, what works even more is that Cam says, what are you going to start chanting or whatever? And this way he goes, I might. <laughs> it's so, so cute. Such a cute little moment. Yeah. And that's what, that's what this movie I think is so unique and interesting. Like it's just, their relationship is so interesting in this movie. There, there's something that happens later that I really like when you know Swayze knows who Reeves is which actually happens pretty early I forgot how quickly Reeves cover is blown in this um it's like halfway through the movie no it's beyond that it's past that you think so yeah absolutely okay not much though I mean I think it's the I think the third act starts with that happening but uh, no 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 I say halfway I mean that foot chase is that's when that's when it happens but the foot chase, anyway. but first they have the other standoff with the other. So they think that these guys are the bad guys. Work, yeah, they're, work they're, 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 so they have a stakeout. And of course, those awful. Other, that's one of the bad casting in this movie. That the guys who play the two rival cops, they don't register at all. They don't register at all. It sets up the whole thing where they basically are going to uh, have the battle. You know, they, they're going to have the standoff with these guys. Now, granted, there's another scene where the dudes are all hanging out and, you know, surfing and shit like that. We find out that about the 50-year storm that Swayze and the gang are, are really excited about. We find out Lee Turgeson can't be bothered to surf. And, uh, oh, and... And they sand fuck. Yeah, there's a sand... There's, there's, a, there's a sex scene um, where Keanu Reeves, like, is, you know, they're in the water. Because cause Swayze took them out midnight swimming, right? Surfing. Uh, surfing, like, a la Lost Boys, and leaves, them, leaves the two kind of flirtatious, you know, Keanu Reeves and... Lori Petty out there and she's really cold in the water and he remember he goes goosebumps, you know, like he's rubbing her arm. And then that leads to them se- having sex, but that means he's late for the bus the next day. Yes. Well, yeah, of course. But he kisses her way too much that morning. 
to leave. It's cute. It's too much kissing. He, mm. They could have they could have done thirty instead of fifty nine. It's a little. He's much. late to the raid. He's late to the raid from got laid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And he gets but, uh, he gets there, and this, this is where Catherine Bigelow starts to crack her knuckles a little bit, have some fun. But did you know when he shows up? What do those dumb cops say? They they also damn they damn damn Keanu Reeves just like Swayze damned those violent surfers. The guy goes, "What a flake!" Yeah, yeah. He's like, "You only live to get radical." And Busey's like, "Where's my partner?" Late to his own fucking raid. Um, but that scene when they have that's when he completely falls in love with surfing. That scene that whenever Swayze takes him out for the night surf, mm-hmm. that's when he realizes that he's in love with the ocean. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a one-way relationship. Ocean, give, <laughs> give a fuck. They shot that. They so shot that day for night that it's almost hard to watch though. I know. I know that's kind of bad, but I love the, another thing I love is the, the doubles, the surfing doubles in this for the main characters. They do a good job of like shadowing out their faces you know, it's very stylish. Like it's beautiful. You know the way she shoots that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, they, obviously, you never. You, sometimes you can tell it's not them, but for the most part, it's like they kind of just. Well, the two, you know, two of the actors are pro surfers, so that those are that doing it. But and I think Swayze did some surfing too. But I think for the most part, like the bigger stuff is is obviously not them. It's never. It's almost. It looks like it's never Reeves. Right. You know. Um, anyway, so the cutest thing happens in this raid. <clears throat> they surround the house and Gary Busey says, look, go around the side and Keanu Reeves and look through the window. I'm going to go knock on the door, all this stuff. We're going to get in this house. And Keanu Reeves does the very strange thing here. He pulls out like one of those like dentist mirrors that they put in your mouth, <laughs> like with a long leg arm and he extends it up so he can look through the window with his tiniest mirror. Mm-hmm. And what does he see in that little thing? And the little Keanu's, Keanu's girl is showering out. She's cleaning all of his stuff off Keanu. of her. Yeah. What would I say? Keanu. Anthony Keanu. But she, Anthony Keanu. But Ketis is in bed, like dancing, laying down with headphones on, doing a weird. Beating his chest. Yeah. doing a, He's really into some music. Yeah. Anyway, so this raid happens. Why don't you describe it's it? It's actually bit. not listening to music. They dubbed the music over. It was if you on IMDb trivia, they just said they had like high intense ASMR of heroin being injected into bodies. That's what got them all ramped up. Because he's an addict. <laughs> so there's this gigantic action sequence here. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a fantastic, super violent, super yeah. violent. People die. Ketis gets shot, shot in the foothole. Um, naked, naked fight. Amazing naked fight. Uh, woman, the woman in the shower starts to fight back against the cops. What happens is like uh, Gary Busey knocks on the door, pretending to look for his dog, Scooby. Scooby, and uh, he won't. Like they're like, get out of here. The, the woman answers the door. This other woman, and he, she can't get him to leave. And then the guys inside the house start to suspect that something's wrong, and they start gathering up all their guns, which Reeves realizes, and he's trying to communicate to Busey. But the lawnmower thing is too loud. Bad. The lawnmower is too loud. Uh, also and another, it turns there's another denizen of this uh, of this squat house. Uh, this who we see routinely throughout, like their recon, and then eating cereal. It's putting it, when he, we meet this character. He's he's swirling beer 
into cereal. Wow. He's putting beer into cereal, which is something that I imagine never happens. Yeah. Except in a movie. Who puts beer and cereal together? That's gross, bro. It tastes terrible. I mean, if you think about it, some of the same ingredients are common between them. You know, mm. burial. You know, who knows? I don't know what these people do. You know, it's a, it's a breakfast out. I don't know what the hell's going on. But yeah. it's Tom Sizemore, ladies and gentlemen. They bust. They, they have this huge battle. People die. Keanu almost gets thrown into a lawnmower. Uh, luckily, Warchild survives. Ketis gets shot, but that's the other two are no more for this world. But they can't, can't Reeves can't show his face because he can't blow his cover. And that whole fight scene with Warchild, they just do a good job of he's not the Warchild never sees his face, never recognizes who it is. And even when he at the end, when he loses, he's on the ground, he's facing to the ground. Like, you know, he doesn't see Reeves behind him. Did you notice that? Yeah. And then yeah. when when uh, the Ketis's girlfriend is hosing his stuff off of her, She's like, uh, do you want to come in here? He goes, that would be a waste of time. But so there's an awful, there's an awful line by um, Sizemore when he f- reveals that he's an undercover cop. It's not awful. No, that th- that scene's great, but the the way that he, the way he uses the term Ramada. All right, let's talk. Tell me. So he's talking about like how th- he's been three months. He's been undercover. His hair, you know, three months. Three months, which I think we talked about on the Relic episode or something like that. Yeah, that's your favorite because he's talking about he was an undercover cop that was about to do a huge drug bust and they fucked it up. Right. And he uh, and he's talking about how he had put through himself through hell to go undercover. I mean, and he's about, been doing yeah. Months. Talk about how he smells. He goes, uh, he's like, my wife doesn't want me to sleep in the bedroom, and he says she wants me at Ramada or something like that. He doesn't call it the Ramada Inn. Doesn't say staying at the Ramada Inn. Yeah. He calls us he at Ramada. Which I just think is so fucking blase. Bad, co- bad undercover work. Right. Yeah. That's that's what I wanted you to know. But you you love that scene with the three months, right? Yeah, three months, and then we're getting down to the nitty gritty because Keanu through Tom Sizemore, they find out these guys aren't Tom Sizemore. Like, hey, genius, these guys aren't surf. These these guys aren't the surfers you're looking for. They they weren't on this beach at this time. You idiot. They were with me. And so Keanu Reeves, like, they did all this. Um, the, on the hunch didn't work out. These are the wrong guys. And then the next scene, Reeves is walking toward the other crew, his buddies, and he realizes, he realizes, whoa, well, shit. He's, he, he's the, the, he, they're bonded. They're all getting together. But there's this amazing thing that I didn't notice. I've seen this mm-hmm. 30 times. And there's something I noticed that is hilarious that I never noticed. So there's all this slow motion stuff and them bonding and all this and that. And Keanu is realizing this is his people and he's with Lori and he has to opt out and leave for reasons unknown. But there's this one shot where one of the guys shows his asshole again in one right. in the slow motion montage. The next, yeah, he's mooning while surfing. the next shot is Patrick Swayze going, yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like he's reacting to the asshole. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like that hairy asshole, and then right after that, Patrick Swayze slow motion going, yeah. It's like ass crack. I mean, asshole. Let's just let's step it back a bit. It's a it's a crack, Nick. There, you could see uh, the the hairy dark hate building, and you can see the trench. But it's yeah, like yeah. you have to assume the asshole is what I'm saying. I tell you what, I know Mads Mikkelsen put a flaw in there though. <laughs> 
Anyway, what does Reeves say when he leaves? I think, you know, Lori Petty's like, what? I thought we were going to surf. And what does he say? Returns videotapes. He says, I got a jam. <laughs> he does. It's pretty great. I got a jam. He does have to jam because he has to go back and report his findings to his partner. And his partner does uh, not like it because uh, he, he makes a comment. He says, because I had to kill a guy. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. I hate writing that up in the report. Anyway, so they the, the Reeves knows that they're gonna what bank they're gonna hit, and so they're gonna go stake out this other bank. And this is another one of your favorite scenes. It is one of my favorite scenes in history. Yeah. So because it starts out with they're in the car in front of this bank, and Busey and Reeves are kind of watching the bank early in the morning, ten thirty, and Busey is reading the funny papers, and he says, "Ha ha." This Calvin and Hobbes is funny. That is, is that's great. But that you know what's funny? There's another line there that killed me this time. This this last time okay. I watched it because this guy tries to sell them oranges. <laughs> He's like, we have plenty. <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah, but then he goes back to his strip and he goes, ah, the Turkey Cemetery. <laughs> what he says, the Turkey Cemetery, <laughs> which I had never what? noticed before. But he definitely laughs hard. Like he laughs hard. He's like, ha ha. Yeah, like that's how he's like reading the funnies, which is great. Um, and then he asks, um, he's hungry, hasn't eaten yet. He asks, can't reason to get him a particular sandwich. Yeah, a meatball, a, meat, a meatball, a goddamn meatball sub. Yeah, two, two meatball subs. Yeah, and he, he keeps talking too, and then Reeves leaves, and then Reeves off screen, and he opens the window like he forgot something. And what does he say? Give me two. Get me two. <laughs> Uh, like he forgot to say it, no, yeah. but he's, he's said it about five times. I think it's because he thought that Keanu would never think he would want two to eat. And it's funny, but you know what's fun? Lost in all of this is Keanu's order because he, he gets a tuna sub, right? Tuna, he gets a tuna like a uh, on rye or something like that. It's so cute. Yeah, he gets because yeah, at the beginning of the film, McGinley is very adamant that they eat healthy. And, and then, and then all Gary Busey does. What do you think it was too far? Whenever Reeves turns the camera, he goes. He said, "Get me tuna." Remember when he? Said, What'd you think? What do you mean? You thought it was a little too far when he broke the third wall? No, I love it. Is that what you call when he had sex with her? Um, and so what happens as he's ordering these sandwiches from this food truck? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, you mean the robbery? <laughs> <laughs> Guys jump out of the car in mass and enter the bank. He doesn't even see it. Yeah, and neither does Busey because he's reading Calvin and Hobbes. Or at that point, he's probably at Andy Cap. Yeah, or Wizard of Ed. Something like that. <laughs> so he uh, he goes back with the with this huge food order, gives it, and you know, Busey immediately starts eating that sandwich. He does. He's like, "Did you notice that Lincoln or whatever? You that car in front of the bank?" And he goes, "Oh no, I didn't." And immediately the guys come out in masks, mm-hmm. and they're they're on oh uh, oh shit mode from there on out. And thus um, begins the chase sequence. So they're yeah they're chasing. There was a car chase. Um, ends up at a gas station where Swayze, they commandeer a new car and Swayze torches famously torch. Yeah. Like this is a pretty famous scene from this. And he torches, um, that their getaway car with uh gasoline and like he's kind of, kind of makes a makeshift flamethrower with the, the spigot. Right. It's a cool scene. Why is it famous? Where are you getting this from? The image, like the image of Reagan and the, and like shooting the flames and stuff. Cool. It is cool. And, uh, but Reeves tackles them as this is happening. Cause the guys are like, let's go, let's go. And you know, the other getaway car and Swayze's trying to get rid of the evidence like a good leader, you know, get rid of a car with their fingerprints in it possibly. And, um, 
uh, Reeves tackles him. So the guys have to leave Swayze, and it turns into this amazing foot chase. Where he, Reagan them. is on fire for the first little segment mm-hmm. of it. He gets, he gets, yeah. he handles that. But it's a long ass chasing. I didn't realize that in the trivia, he found out that Swayze wasn't there for that. He's doing press for Ghost. <laughs> that's an amazing that's, by the scene. Way, that's all he's doing now. Too soon? It's an amazing, amazing sequence. Uh, he get they they were like going through houses and stuff like people's residences. Uh, at one point, uh, Swayze's character in this Reagan mask throws a dog at amazing. Keanu Reeves. Right? They made a point to say that the that there were no animals were hurt during that, but it's a great little scene. Yeah. Reeves kicks the dog out of the way. Like yeah, but um, but it this is what happens that the chase ends because they end up in like an aqueduct right. area and uh, Reeves jumps down and he has a bad knee. Yeah. And this knee plays a lot. This knee injury comes up a lot in this movie. Yes, it does. And uh, he can't continue as Reagan gets away. Um, he pulls out his gun. This is also a famous scene mm-hmm. in this. He draws down on, you know, Swayze as Swayze's like doing it, like scaling this fence. He's about to shoot him. But what happens? Fires into the sky. He does. He and, sways. He and yeah, looks at him, stares at him yeah, with those beautiful eyes. Yep. And he can't. And he can't do it. Reeves. So he fight. He fires into the sky. And um, um, I thought it'd been funny if if Swayze is like a. It was like a payback. Like Swayze had the dog in his hand and said, "Threw the dog into the sky." <laughs> well, that's what's interesting is though is Carries knows that his cover's blown. He he knows that that. This is, you know, Patrick Swayze is under this mask and he's seeing, he knows, he sees Keanu Reeves' face. He sees Johnny Utah's face. He still can't do it. He blow. he decides to blow his cover for good. This is a shit cop. Well, that's what McGinley certainly thinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Gary Busey thinks when he finds out what happens. That's what I think from watching the movie. <laughs> We've been talking about this movie for a long time. It was late, so late. Late for the raid because he was kissing it, kissing some face. He's not, he's not the best, but, mm-hmm. but, but also proving he's a great cop. Um, so the next thing, like he's, you know, uh, he gets chastised on that, but he's, he's, he's laying with his lady, mm-hmm. and uh, then she's got a, she draws on him, naked, naked at gunpoint. They're both naked as news. It, so Carries wants to tell her he's a cop, and she says, "Don't worry about. It. I know it's whatever you have to say to me. You can wait till after we scrum." <laughs> And then she shoots. She's a bit dramatic because she she does find out. She digs around in his pocket, sees his badge. She wakes him up by firing into the pillow with the service uh, revolver. And uh, it's a little bit dramatic, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. Good aim, I guess. Unless she was aiming for his head. But she wakes him up by shooting the pillow. Yeah. And it's, it was, we find out that there was a gerbil that he had kept in the pillow. Like, he can't chase her, Nick. Why? He can't go after her after she leaves. Why? Dicks out. His knee hurts. Oh, his dick's out <laughs> too, though. And her bo- and her it? body was naked as well. She had a shirt on, but she was super naked. They showed her uh, bum in this. They have the nudity warning on the start of this movie, but there's not any really nude. nude there's any nudity in it other than hairy ass. But a bunch of asses showing up in this. I Come mean, on. Gary Busey is just incarnate sex, so I can see why they're careful. So he can't. So anyway, and then Sway, they, they, Swayze's crew wants to kill Keanu Reeves. He's like, let's kill him. Swayze's like, I got something better. 
And what's that? Something well, the, the, he's a great cop because he, the door, the doorbell rings and he's like, Oh, it's you, Lori Petty. How you doing? And they're there. It's such a good cop. So yeah, they want to take him skydiving. Keanu cover's blown at this point. And he's not taking any precautions. Right. Well, yeah, obviously it was raw dog and her. I mean, yeah. And they want to take him skydiving, which he's fine with. Like, he's like, let's do this. Um, and uh, they do it. They go skydiving. There's a little bit of confusion uh, revolving the packs. Mm-hmm. Shoots who carries is just a little concerned that maybe his parachute won't work. Not, not, not enough to not jump out of the plane. And in a Tom Cruise before Tom Cruise moment, we are seeing an actual Patrick Swayze actually flying through the sky. I think that that only happens once, right? A, they, the trivia says once, but there are a couple of shots that it, has to be he him. did 90 or like 60 or 90 dives for that scene Pat, Patrick Swayze did yeah so he really did there's like this there's one line of trivia that says basically that he they only used one and then there's another one that says he did like 30 or 60 dives for that there's a I know there's the one that they said that is for sure that he did was at the end of the movie it says like adios amigo and he oh yeah he, he jumped we see him leave the plane it's incredible um yeah, they said that he was a little bit of a daredevil. Like he wanted to 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 jump out of planes, and they had to tell him not to, and let you know. But he was he would do it on his off days and stuff. Yeah, wasn't he a pilot? I think Swayze was a pilot as well. He was in a couple of pilots, I think. You know. <clears throat> anyway, and they asked Kitas if he wanted to go. He's like, that would be a waste of time. So it, it sets us up for our climax. The reason they take him skydiving is because, lo and behold, Lloyd Petty is captured by Turgeson, which was the original title of this movie. Well, they, go, they have this long uh, descent, which stresses me out. It's a beautiful uh, parachute through the sky, like the, the landscape. All that stuff looks so beautiful. And I remember at the time thinking I'd never, I'd never seen anything like that, like the, the way that how high up they are, what the, what the landmass looked like. Um, and you know Reeves is having a ball like in the sky, like he he loves he, he's loving the rush, and Swayze and him were like doing like these these like high altitude high fives mm-hmm. where you know like gripping each other's hands, loving being in the air, free falling, and uh, daring each other to which one's going to pull the shoot first. Remember, but they get to the ground. They you know Reeves thinks they're buddy buddy again, but there's a little bit of a surprise waiting. I, on the I don't think he thinks they're buddy buddy again. He's elated from the joy of the skydive, but he also realizes that there's another shoe that's going to drop. I think I will defend him and say that he didn't think everything was hunky dory. I think he doesn't. I don't, at this point, I don't know if he knows what he wants. Like he, he, I know he likes these guys, you know, and he had already decided not to shoot Patrick Swayze. So maybe he thought, hey, you know, maybe we can make up. And, and be buds again. I don't know. You're right. So anyway, Patrick Swayze drops the hammer on him. He says, hey, look at this little black and white mini TV I have. And it's a tape of uh, Lori Petty tied to a chair at knife point. And when Swayze shows this to him, to Reeves, he has tears in his eyes. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's heartbroken to have done this for real yeah. to say that if, if Reeves doesn't go along with them and do what they want, you know, she'll die. And he says, I don't want this to happen. 
but he says Rosie, who is Turgeson, is a mechanism. The way he describes Rosie is like he's a psychopath. He's a mechanism. Well, the thing he is, they the just use that is actually Turgeson's audition tape. Because he had heard that they cast Lori Petty, so he he actually kidnapped her and tried to kill her for the role. So I thought that was kind of a nice in joke, a little Hollywood business. Yeah, right. yeah. Very in. So then Reeves, what they want is to Reeves for Reeves to rob a bank with them. And he's like, all right, I guess I have to because I don't want her to die. And so they do. Um, and, you know, he doesn't get a mask like the rest of them do. And they do something that they haven't done before. And I think it's interesting. They go into the vault. So, yeah, the, these guys are famous for being very careful and only stealing the cash from the drawers and never going into the vault and and getting out quickly before the police can can come in. And um, when Reeves is there, Swayze looks at him and he goes, get the keys of the vault. We're going into the vault, which is a big risk. Even Reeves is like, let's not, don't do this. Don't, she goes, don't change your plan or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know why they're doing it? Because they want. You know why Swayze is going into the vault? Because it's an adrenaline rush. No. Oh. Because he knows that he is not going to kill Keanu Reeves, and that this, because he cannot kill him, that the jig is up, and they have to get enough money so they can go away for a long time. Neat. That's why. That's the only reason. Because he he knows he's not going to kill him, so he knows he's going to be. Reeves is going to tell on him, but he's not going to kill him. So I think that's interesting. But things don't go great. No, it doesn't. Everybody starts to get shot. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a bank security guard, or there's a undercover policeman, or not even a, he's just there. There's right? an a undercover cop and a security guard there. Yeah, and the cop is and trying to get the security guard to cover him, and it goes bad. It does. Yeah, is one of the one of the bank robbers gets shot in the neck. Does not make it. He dies on the floor, which I think is Swayze's brother. I think, unless he's just saying brother. It's not his brother. Uh, well, you mean in the movie? Yeah, maybe. That's not Don Swayze. But um, <laughs> what you know, it's and you know, Swayze is very emotional. Like he's just he he kill he actually actually kills someone in that scene, which he doesn't want to do, but he kills the cop and um, he punches Johnny on the way out. Sucker punches him and then you know leaves Johnny there to deal with the aftermath. Yeah. And it leads to the climax. Yeah. I'm slow mowing through this movie. I'm so sorry. Um we lose we- so there's another jump in this that this is why I didn't like when I first saw it. You know, Johnny basically it, we're gonna fast forward through this, but like you're, 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 there's a major character death. There is, that's what I'm saying. So that McGinley is trying to like you know, rip Keanu Reeves for getting involved in this bank robbery and there's all sorts of happening. Anyway, so Busey and uh, Reeves uh, travel to this, to the getaway. They're going to, these guys, they, the bank robbers are going to get away and Busey ends up getting shot, which is awful. I didn't like, did not like that when I saw it. I don't like it now. I hate it. Gets killed. Not before he kills another bank robber though. Um, and Legro gets wounded. It's just a whole mess. But anyway, what, what I don't like about this ending, I didn't like it at the time, was <clears throat> you know Swayze and Le- injured Legro and Reeves take to the sky to do another jump. But Reeves doesn't have a parachute. And everybody jumps out of the plane. And Reeves jumps out after them without a chute. Mm-hmm. That's not an option to me. 
that happens in a lot of movies. Without a shoot. Yeah. A lot of movies. Yeah. Where people are abandoned. I think it happens. I mean, it happens quite a few times. But what, anyway, that bothers you? Not, huh? that bothers it just bothers me. It's not an option. If you don't have a parachute and you're that highest guy and the guys jump out with parachutes, you just sit. You, there's a pilot. Just sit down and just wait for him to land. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's worried that Lori Petty's going to get murdered. Right. But he, I don't think she will. Like, because. <laughs> Did it, what he said, kind of like in Bodhi gets to get away, he gets to meet Turgeson at a specific time. I think Reeves just sits his ass down and waits for him to land. Movie's that's, over. That's really that's a great action hero, right there. He jumps out of the plane without a shoot. It doesn't make sense to me. It still does. I think it'd be great if the movie ends with him sitting politely in, in, the, in the plane, having a chat with the pilot. So, when did you start flying? Like, and those guys get away, and that's the action climax. He's like, I hope she's okay. The end, you know. And then the pilot's like, I don't know, that guy's a mechanism. And so then uh, Reeves catches up to Swayze in the air. They fumble around. Um, they pull the chute. Well, the the dumb part is Swayze throws the gun into the uh, plane as he, right before he leaves, which is a, a dare. It's a ridiculous choice. Oh, to shoot me on the way out. To shoot no, me on the way just, down. He's about to jump out. And he just tosses the gun like I don't need this. And then, of course, Keanu comes with it, and he doesn't... I guess it's to create drama in the air. Yeah, he holds him at gunpoint, and he, but, you know, Swayze won't pull the chute, and Reeves has to throw the gun in order to pull the chute. It's a whole... It's like a standoff, so he does that. But what happens is they hit the land pretty hard. Reeves hurts his... Re-injures his knee. Of course. Of course. But what's cute is they're wrapped up in that chute together. Yeah. When they hit... They're, they're snuggled up in that chute, fumbling around. Yeah, and Legro had a different landing. Yeah, well, Reeves was he died. He died somewhere between the plane and the ground because he was he was. Well, Reeves predicts that he says Legros like I'm so cold. He's like you're cold because you're bleeding out. You're dying. You're dying. Yeah. But what's Legros' last words? Goes, what? What are they? See in hell, Johnny. <laughs> Legros is, is a living fucking prize. There's so many great people in this, and he's certainly one of them. Yeah. And then it goes to this, the, the, he, he rescues her. She tries to say she loves him. He won't let her. That's ridiculous. Anyway, she's in negligee because of course she is. But, um, but they, but they let, uh, Legro, they, the, the Swayze and they, they go by Legro's dead body and they just pick up the money he was carrying with them and that's leave him. Yeah. There. But they, there's a line of dialogue. He's like, we need to bury him because there's no time. They say that. Okay. Um, I think great. If, you, Mister Anti Climax, why don't we have a full real time burial sequence too while he's sitting in the plane? Um, you wouldn't want. I would, and watch it with one hand if you know him. You have a burial at the end of this film. A burial at sea. Burial at sea. Yeah, yeah. and a and a burial of uh, the badge in the sand. Yeah. The mystical ending is, of course, he he lets Bodhi ride that fifty year wave, and it's a great ending. It's iconic. Yeah. Reeves has been to the ends of the earth looking for Bodie. He's got long hair now. He's all jeaned out. He's du- double denim, Dan. And he and he ends up at this place where the you know that that Bodie said he was going to surf. It's in Australia, man. And the waves are high. It's insane. And uh, there's a fight sequence. Reeves looks like he's going about to get drowned, but then he gets the upper hand and he cuffs Swayze. Then, then the authorities arrive, and uh, he's he's he lets him go. Swayze gives him the old spiel. 
about, you know, just let me do this one thing. My, I've lived my whole life at the end of Keanu. is like, whatever, dude. Let's him go. Knowing full and well, he ain't going to come back. And then Swayze goes out there in this huge waves and eats shit. <laughs> Dive. That's <laughs> hard. But it's dramatic, and I love it. I love the whole end of it. I love... Uh, I love their dialogue together. This it's just, you know, Swayze's like fantastic in this movie. I think it's classic. It's a, it's a classic. It is. I, I love it. I, I, the funny thing is, is like, I don't know if it's like, you know, you know, how like when you hurt yourself, your bodies, your endorphins and all that kind of kick in to keep you from feeling all the pain. And I forgot Busey died in this. I've seen this movie a billion times and I forgot he dies. That was hard. that means that you got to experience the heartbreak like you did the first yeah, time. Yeah, it sucks like, because it's, it's like my endorphins were like, you're not going to feel this horrible sadness of Busey dying. And I'm sitting there watching it. Pappas may get injured, but I can't wait to see what they're. Oh, he's we watch him die. He gets shot like three times. He's not coming back from that. You don't know that, man. Look at look at 50 Cent, man. Guy gets shot like on the weekends for fun. Yeah. Uh, not the first time those two have been compared. And he keeps telling, uh, oh, they, they do give you Turgeson, um his fate. Yeah, off off screen, yeah. And because Kairu said he went to, uh, he found Rosie in Mexico or something. He was an unclaimed piece of meat. <laughs> he got in a knife fight with someone who was better, he yeah. says. Um, we don't know how long this has been, though. So maybe Rosie had a, a good run, you know, probably a couple of years yeah. of living it out yeah yeah and does, does Bodhi have like short hair at the end yeah I can't yeah, he's, clean, he's got a different look mm-hmm. yeah and then he's got a uh a pallid washed up face he did the same thing same thing as those guys that uh invaded the capital did is that they <laughs> they shave their beards and comb their hair yeah that maybe they could avoid detection after the fact yeah it's kind of a half-assed attempt to disguise self i think they're probably what he did was he's it was several years later he was uh, it was the next year actually because the it's the, the next year was when i think he had forgotten that he was keanu was out there he was like i think it'd be fun if if Bodie was like wearing a monocle and a top hat you know on the, in the sand he's on a, he's on he's on a penny farthing like in australia yeah he's wearing like a like a rooster costume or something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he's just, Hey, who's that Hasidic Jew surfing out there? <laughs> <laughs> Bodie. What do you think of that name? Bodie. Uh, it's, it's all right. What do you think of these guys at the end? I forgot about this. They say bra all the time. Yeah. Is that where bra came from? That can't be. Yeah, bra. Although, I mean, I obviously came from that culture probably, but yeah, I don't know. Come on, bra. Say it all the time. So good. Yeah. I think this movie is also like kind of got some fun dialogue and it. it's pretty well written. I like it. It's a great movie. And it, it's a great movie that could have been awful when you hear about earlier incarnations of it. Great. Turned out great. Even the title. Amazing. Yeah. So you have been evading capture for low these many years and you are traveling through thatched corridors and strange Sandy Duncans and find yourself in the midst of a whirring sound deep inside the the bush, as they say. And they've you see the extension cord trailing out to God knows where. And sure enough, a makeshift little tattoo parlor has been set up. And there is a super ripped guy with a beautiful body, oiled up, 
spread eagle on the on his table waiting for you to come sit there to get your tat put on. So there's spread eagle, huh? So what would you get from Point Break on your bod? What What about you? Have any ideas? So I preemptively I shaved my pubis big time, and uh, so what I did I said I give him a photo of Swayze's hairstyle, and I was like I want you to create this over my over my rocket, you know, mm-hmm. like to so I will never grow a hair there again. It'll just be Patrick Swayze's hairstyle surrounding the the item. You're right. Yeah. So that's what I got. <laughs> his beautiful hair yeah right so people will will alternate between dry retching and admiring the hair i would have on my shoulder just a an image of a plane with like a sa- a crying emoji underneath it and underneath that 1984 and r.i.p okay so then when people saw it they'd be like oh you're are you paying respect to uh Lori petty's parents death <laughs> one break exactly See, it yes. looks like you're mourning the plane you know like, um, like uh yeah and I'm, i feel i'm just mourning this plane that crashed you know got all soiled on the inside from those parent bodies <laughs> i am i'm just as sad about uh it as keanu reeves was in the movie remember he lied about it to bond with her he lied about his parents dying in a car crash yeah he by the way there was less than a minute that had passed between him talking about his parents being dead and him ordering shrimp and fries I think he ordered those. <laughs> but within uh, within a minute of shrimp and fries, he's his parents have died. It would be amazing if he was talking about his parents that as he was eating the shrimp and fries. Or he's like, she she's like, what 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 would you like? He's like, shrimp and fries. Your parents dies. My parents dies. <laughs> I got a question about the freshness of your shrimp. Are they dead like both of our parents? <laughs> oh my god let's surf you know they um shrimp and fry sounds pretty good shrimp and fry. i haven't had that of course man it's like hey you've been given the financing to green light uh, a sequel to point break after all these years they were gonna make one they but they didn't but did they do you know the plot what would it have been i don't know but i know what right. i mean i know that now you get to make it right yeah you got you got 175 million dollars to do your job what do you what do you do Mine's hard sci-fi. So Keanu's consciousness or Johnny Utah's consciousness has been downloaded into a, a droid in the distant future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he is put, putting around the, you know, the town just, you know, he's mm-hmm. a, he's still a detective. He's a detective. He solves crimes, you know, in his little metal case that he's in. He hears about a, a very high energy paranormal event and he gets his, his gear start a whirring. And that human brain deep inside starts to think. And then he realizes through uh, a study of meteorological information that the 200-year storm is coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he goes put, put, puttering down to Australia. And sure enough, Bodhi and his gang's ghosts are surfing down there. Oh, wow. So he actually has another chance to kind of make this right. And uh, he goes and he confronts these surfing ghosts. And they, they've retained their consciousness, too, because, you know, spirits maintain that shit. And uh, they kind of, you know, they make it right. It's it's kind of heartwarming. It's weird. It's weird to hear a robot and a ghost go, bruh. <laughs> it's not that weird. Yeah. So, but they, no, they actually, they pull off to the, into the rocks and have a, a, a very intimate reunion. How does Lori Petty figure? She just, she's not. No, she's. 
Not in there. He's in my. But it's like it's like the end of AI. I mean, it's like super high tech and fucking weird ghosts and robots and even the waves are thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my she figures into mine, Lord Petty. They're married. Yeah, in the sequel, they're married, and he's still a cop, but he goes underwater or undercover, <laughs> underwater, undercover in a new, a similar kind of type uh, movie because he's you know he's he's got all these surfing skills now. And so you don't want to just let those go. And so he decides to infiltrate the world of game shows. And so, um, you know, he, stu- you know, he, he studies hard for like, it's this, this, there's this corrupt trivia show that he implants himself as a guest, right. To, to, to figure out like, you know, to get next to the host who they think is Robin Banks. And, His um, name? sounds like a game show host named Robin Banks. <laughs> And he does a, he does an okay job at first. You know, like he's he's actually answering questions, Reese. But then all of a sudden he he stops, doesn't get any questions right, and the other contestants gain on him and overtake his lead. You know, and the host is like confused because Reese was doing so good at first. Johnny Utah is incredible, and the host says, "What's wrong? What's going on? Well, why aren't you answering any questions?" And Reese says, "I'm taking a point break." <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow. I haven't figured out the rest. That's, that's, that's just enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking, taking a point, point break. break. Pretty good. The title is called He's Taking a Point Break. <laughs> so you're spoiling the, the, the big line delivery. That's great. <laughs> so you hurts his, hurts his knee at the point. <laughs> What were you saying? Uh, you are, have uh, been inserted into Point Break. You're a character in this movie. What shape, right. what shape does your performance take? So uh, I'm the father of that 15-year-old kid. 15? Yeah. His name is 15, yeah. yeah. So uh, I've had enough. I've had enough. Of this little <laughs> owner, this little guy owning life, you know, walking around Merlining everybody. And uh, so he gets home. He goes up into his room. It's decked out with Kelly Slater posters and God knows what. And I pull my belt off and I said, this belt is the source and it's about to change your life. And I wail him to death. I tatter him with that belt. I beat the shit loads out of him. It's not, I don't want to, I'm not celebrating this joke. It's child abuse. No, the kid's obviously not a child. He's lived a life of 10 elders, you know? Mm. So I beat the youth out of him. Belt's the source. <laughs> not cool i mean you know and then and then you know of course the next you know the next day another new surfer comes in kids all bandaged up you know to his credit surfing's a source it'll change your life he's not phased by the father and as soon as he's of age he goes out and starts his own sex wax company so i'm embarrassed okay by that term sex wax like uh, you know the shirts that people wear like the and so um my character would be like the surfer that was embarrassed by that. I wear um, a sex wax shirt, but it would have the X crossed out. Just say X wax on it. And I'd be like, guys, can we just keep it wholesome? You know, I'd be the, the guy, the surfing guy, yeah. just begging everybody to keep it wholesome the whole time. To keep it on the upper level. Keep it. Let's keep things. I'd be like, let's keep things moral, Bodie. You know, if we could. And then I see you beating the, your, the father beating the kid. And I go, that's cool with me. I don't mind that. But. If I could maybe get these sex wax shirts out of my view. Um, the kid's obviously staring at me, looking for help, like he begging me, like he's like, there's something wrong at home. I'm like, I see, I understand. But if you could maybe not yeah. 
if you get out of the front window of your store, the sex wax shirts. And then it's funny because uh, this hypocrite, he uh, it's 91. He's got a pager. Uh, he sends a page to his significant other. This dick ain't going to suck itself. I was like, that's kind of he's sending mixed signals. Maybe my shirt could say earwax. That's even funnier than X wax earwax. <laughs> so uh, you have been given the financing to do your own point break related enterprise. Oh, your yeah. Bank account is enriched. Now you can put that to use. Johnny Utah doll for sure. Definitely make a Johnny Utah doll. Do you ever see those dolls that you can like feed? You know, those baby dolls you can feed. But I make one called Keanu Feeds. <laughs> and uh, you could just, it would come with all these foods that he eats from this movie. Right. The shrimp and, uh, you know, the tuna sandwich, the, sh- the tuna on rye, the, sh- the shrimp and fries. Right. Um, hey, you know, throw the meatball sub in there. Throw two of those in there too. Even though he doesn't eat those, he's near them. So I would also throw in a foods he's near in this movie too. <laughs> Maybe Roger's birthday cake from the from you know the police department. Is he near is he near cake in this movie? Do you remember? I think so. Yeah. Is he near a refrigerator in this movie? Because we could throw make a jar of pickles. Well, he's near he's oh. near Sizemore cereal. <laughs> we'll throw that in there. Any food that he's near would come with Count of feeds. Count of feeds, and you could just feed him food from point break. You know. Now, can you upgrade this doll for different films? Yes, I mean that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So, what were you? What what kind of movie? What other movies would you like to see here? I would like to see him eat a little butter for a little Buddha. <laughs> and uh, he, there'd be a bowl of shit too, because he eats shit at the beginning of this movie when he's <laughs> <laughs> trying to surf. Right. I have uh, put that money to a good use. Something that would be timeless. Um, and if you are in Venice Beach by chance, and it's morning time. You can stop over at my little food place, Point Breakfast. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, you can have like, you know, um, roach and eggs, you know, a little growth themed deal. You can have your, you know, Babbitt, Babbitt fries, you know, your mm-hmm. Utah omelet, the Pappas, Pappas Pap. Can I suggest a little surf and turg? <laughs> you could have the uh, cherries Nathaniel as a dessert. What? Who's Nathaniel? One of the surfers. Um, With the goatee? Yeah. How do you like your war child scattered, smothered? You know, like you, all sorts of great shit. So you come in and, and you just, it's, you, you want to talk about some synergy. Uh, we, we broke the, we broke the, uh, the, 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 the grand opening of the shop. Got a, we got a real live Keanu feeds. He came in. <laughs> does he eat shit? <laughs> he does if he dines at your place. Oh, this okay. Let's just play act this a little bit. I'm gonna come in and just order something pretty simple from you. Okay. Hi, hi, sir. Welcome to Point Breakfast. I'm not hungry. I just take a glass of orange abuse. <laughs> orange abuse. <laughs> you guys have orange abuse here? Yeah. So hey, the credits have rolled, and uh, you think the movie's over, but lo and behold, it is not. There is a stinger at the end of Point Break. What do you got? So it's like Keanu's walking away, he throws his badge in the sand. He walks away and this little crab walks up and grabs the badge and pins it to himself. It's adorable. And his chest and he arrests Bodhi. <laughs> <laughs> he puts him in his little, you know, he clamps his little crab claws around his wrist and brings him in. Right. Yeah, he's in claw enforcement. That's what I do. He has little pincers wherever he fuck he has his fuck. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Crustacean? Is that what oh, they yeah. Is that yeah. Crustaceans? Yeah. All right. So I got a similar ending. Keanu is yeah. 
heading back to the other policeman for his ride back, and uh, there's no sign of Bodie. Yeah, well, Bodie's dead, right? He- we don't we don't know. So we cut like a quarter mile down the way on the other side of the rocks. Mm-hmm. We see Bodie hanging on for dear life to a shark's fin. And that thing is his getaway fish. Like he is hauling ass away from them. He yeah, made it. Like aqua he did it. He made it. So he gets out mm-hmm. and the, the the thing does a quick Yui and he drops Bodie off and Bodie runs off into the into the into the forest, right? right? And then it wishes back. Now this is a year after this the the settings of point break. So it wishes back and we see the calendar rolling backwards. We see Busey gasp like on the tarmac. Plane's already gone. Everything he's like, that hurt. And, he, and he's like, I'm all right, though. I'm all right. And he and he limps away, which is cool. And then they, Legro, he coughs up some sand. He's like, where is everybody? He's fine. He's good, too. Yeah, and then, um, and then Warchild is just fine. Everybody's, everybody's doing fine. No one died. No one died. So you have this majestic island with big waves, I might remark. And you've been floating out at sea for quite some time. You've collected debris from all these different features. What do you take mm-hmm. from Point Break to make it work? You think surfboards would come in handy, but I'm not taking those. What about you? No, fuck them. Well, there was something that would come in handy, I think. Let's hear it. I need an alarm clock on my island. I like to wake up on time, maybe early, do get some work done. A little football helmet? A little football helmet with a little digital readout in the, you know, in the helmet, in the head part. And it's silver. I take that little guy, and I can't plug it into anything. So I just scrawl my favorite time <laughs> on that thing with a with a shell. I scrawl it. What is your favorite time? Four twenty, baby. A.M. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I would do. What's your favorite time? Uh, uh, right now, baby. So I live in the moment. <laughs> have we met do you not know i'm a fucking i'm an energy, I'm an energy vampire man i'm living i'm living hard sucking time <laughs> so i've done the world a service like the microscope exactly i've done the only thing you could do the only good service you could do and i've taken a massive one for the team on the far corner of my island there is a secluded beach area with a fat thatch hut and 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 we see footprints and somebody's you know over there been living you know if you if you walk up close you hear a little boopity boppity bippity bop and then uh the naked body of anthony kiedis walks out yeah. he's fashioned a coconut sock on his cock but what i've done is i've just done the world a service by making the chili peppers good by pulling him away from the planet <laughs> you think he's the worst part of the, about the chili is he by far the only ba- he's the by by far the, musically they're wonderful wonderful but his fucking damn mistakes, his awful shit that ruins it. So I, I did the world of service. And, I, and, I, and you want to talk about me living in the moment. I know I'm I'm never going to hear the result of this because I'm on this fucking faraway island. I got to deal with this fucking, you know, mm-hmm. blacky damn it son in my island. But I did it. And all of a sudden, you know, no more, no more BS bullshit under the bridges. We got just funky music happening on earth while I suck suck wind down there having to listen to him walk around Falling battle with battle Waiting in the shadow of sides So many roads behind him So many cold Benign, it falls in with lies Soldiers blue 
honorable father Addressed to an angel of an awful light like mine So many roads on one way to 